What if that nagging feeling in the back of your neck was real? What if those hands reaching out from the dark that you believed were there, were there? What if the monster in the basement really existed? And what if there was really something under the bed? Would you have the courage to face your fears? Hello, brave souls, and welcome to What Do You Fear? I'm your host, Paul Rondo, and tonight we have the third part of the I Used to Work at a Gas Station in the Middle of Nowhere series that I wrote. So I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Not all the customers that used to come in were bad. You'd have your regulars that were usually pretty nice. The regular I'm talking about was named Thomas. He would come in every Friday night and get himself a tall boy and a pizza for his kid. This was the only place for, for about 30 miles of old pizza, so most of the locals just came here. My coworker said he'd been doing this for years. Always the same Bud Light tall boy and a pepperoni pizza. I didn't know this at the time, but Thomas had a wife and son. Thomas had a little movie night every Friday night with his wife and son, and that's what the pizza was for. They were his world, and he was theirs. For the next few weeks, I saw Thomas coming every Friday with a big smile on his face, tall boy in one hand, and his wallet to show me his ID in the other. He would ask for the pepperoni pizza he had ordered, and I would ring him up. He would thank me and wish me a happy weekend. Thomas had a kind of energy that would light up a room. The kind of energy that brightens everyone's day anywhere he goes. I loved it when Thomas would come in, because it would make closing on Friday nights bearable. The following Friday, I waited for Thomas to come in, but he just never did. He had broken his multi-year streak, and it set me on edge. I had only really seen him a few weeks in a row, but I was weirdly worried about the guy. I waited for a few more weeks, but didn't see Thomas. I figured he must have found a job somewhere else and had to move. It wasn't until a few months later that I finally saw Thomas again. But he wasn't the same happy-go-lucky man I'd seen last. Something was missing. Whatever light that had been in that man had been extinguished. This time he didn't just grab one tall boy. He grabbed a 30 rack and stumbled up to the counter. I couldn't tell if he was drunk or just hadn't slept in a while. When he walked to the counter, I got the confirmation. He didn't smell like booze, but he had huge bags under his eyes. I asked him if he forgot to order his pepperoni pizza, and he just broke down crying. I just let him cry for a little while. Then I asked him if he was alright. He didn't say anything else, just paid and left. It was a few more weeks before I saw Thomas again. This time he looked even worse than before. He still had large bags under his eyes, but as he walked with his 30 rack, I could smell the beer all over him. I hadn't seen him drive in, so I didn't want him to get into an accident when he left. I felt like I had no other choice but to call the cops and have them take care of him. I know it wasn't the best way that he could have been handled, but I didn't want him plowing into someone else's car. I ended up telling Thomas that we couldn't accept payment right now and that he'd need to wait a few minutes for our system to reboot. This was a pretty normal thing. It had happened to him a couple times before, so it didn't seem like it was anything out of the ordinary. He sat down in the subway dining room 
while he waited and cracked open one of the cans from the 30 rack he hadn't paid for yet. I let it go, and I just waited for the cops to show up. You could see the look of defeat in his eyes when the trooper pulled in. Thomas just sat there and waited for the trooper to come in. The trooper thanked me for giving him the call, and said Thomas hadn't been the same since the incident. He told Thomas to get in the car, and he would drive him home. The incident piqued my interest, though, and I decided to look into it. I scrolled through the articles until I came across a mother and son who had died in a tragic robbery gone wrong. Apparently, at some point before Thomas had made it home on Friday, a man had broken into his home and tried to rob the place. People assumed that Thomas's wife and son had been coming back from school when they walked into the house while the burglar was still inside. The burglar must have panicked and shot his wife and son. Thomas was the first person to find them. I pulled up reading this and began to cry. Thinking of my wife and boys in a similar scenario was too much to think about. Thomas has since started to get his life together, but you can tell something's missing. A large piece of him died that day. It's a part he will never get back. He used to be able to fill a room with love, and now he's just an empty shell of a man just going through the motions. I hope Thomas finds peace one day. I appreciate you listening, and uh, I'll see you next time. And always remember to face your fears.